Welcome back, one and all, to another wacky week here at Akira Minute, the only English language podcast that talks about the classic, crazy, techno noir anime sci fi blockbuster from 1988, one minute at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Jack Silvold from reopeningthewormhole.com. I'm one of your hosts, Richard Dunham from DunhamRC.com. And I'm one of your I'm Todd guests. Lucas. Uh, <laughs> where we are your guests, uh, Todd Lucas and Dave Forsyth from Edge from Tomorrow Minute. Edge of Tomorrow Minute in unison there. We like it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. We like to talk over each other. Edge it's a of Tomorrow thing. Minute. That's right. It's all the timelines are collapsing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. We was frequently. They're getting closer and closer. Much like the main character in our movie we generally have to do things over and over again until we get it right so <laughs> thus this intro nice so it's very appropriate to the material i've said g willikers <laughs> so many times that it's lost all meaning, meaning. jiminy jillikers jiminy jillikers <laughs> <laughs> well thanks a lot guys for being on the show so you guys uh you guys do a minute by minute show as well yes yeah, we do one minute of screen time per episode of the Tom Cruise Emily Blunt time looper from 2014. Is that right? Yes, something like that. Yeah, so we're we're uh, as of this recording, I think we have released a 15-ish minutes, but I'm sure it'll be more. Hope I hope it'll be more by the time this comes out. So yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Well, by the time this be comes out, sequel. hopefully he'll be <laughs> quite a bit into it. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're one a week at this point, but uh, we've got enough in the can to, to keep us going for a while, so hopefully we can ramp that up. But yeah, it's a fun movie, and uh, we, we sort of like some of the, mm, I don't know if you'd call them philosophical aspects of the time-looping mechanic, that, that but it gives, gives us a lot of mileage to talk about. So, I imagine that's also a bit of a unique challenge for a minute by minute podcast because you're talking about many of the same things over and over again. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. do get a lot we've, of, we've, uh, we've had to, yeah, we've come up with a lot of, um, uh, things we call markers right. and, uh, <laughs> we have to use them to like say, okay, we're, we're seeing this now and now we're seeing it from another angle and it, that helps out a lot. So sure. Well, it sounds pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the movie, so I might check it yeah, out. Yeah, that is a, it's a great movie. But another great movie is Akira. <laughs> and speaking of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of minutes, we're talking about the 56th one, which begins with some gunplay by Kaneda and Fake Dew. Dew 2. <laughs> and it ends with a hover bike splashing around in the Wawa. <laughs> so it's playtime, basically. <laughs> it's playtime. Yeah, that's the theme Gun of this play. week. Yeah, water play. <laughs> this takes place in a water park, I'm pretty sure, this particular minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they've certainly gotten over their aversion to the sewage at this point. It just looks like yeah. fun. It's like <laughs> wet and wild or wild rivers. We'll see some slides later on in the week. <laughs> Waterfalls, sewage falls. Yeah, it's, it's great. Sewage falls, yeah. That's my hometown. <laughs> sewage oh, falls. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, like, um, what do you guys is, uh, Todd and David, what's your history with the movie, Akira? Um, yeah, we go about as far back as you can go English language side, because, uh, 
I, I'm not even sure where this uh, this uh, came from, but there was a, I had an Japan. actual like order form. <laughs> well, I know where the movie came from. <laughs> Talking about this piece of paper that I had an officially printed out order form to pre-order mm. Akira, mm. and as you know, they did it, did I, I think say, they were like, taking pre-orders. Did it say Japanimation so, somewhere on there? Well, I, I don't know if it was on that piece of paper, but uh, you know, since it was coming from Streamline, I, they were still using that word in there. Some of their marketing, I'm sure. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I when I found that I just immediately ordered two copies of the dub, and then we had to wait almost two years to get it. <laughs> wow! Wow! So that, yeah, that was like before it even came out. Then you ordered it. Yeah, I mean, I think it was before it was available in home video, at least in Japan. Right. And then that you know the dub, they had licensing agreement for the dub, but they hadn't created it yet. I'm not even sure if Mesa right. had written it yet. So, so like. How did you know about the movie? Uh, just from that order form. Or had you seen it in theaters? Or Oh, God, no. <laughs> just... I grew up out in the country, so we didn't even have a theater, let alone you know access to any sort of culture. So? Mm. <laughs> I seem to have been frozen. And that's where his internet connection lives to this day. <laughs> yeah, to this day. <laughs> country internet. Yep. <laughs> well... Oh, there, oh, there he is. is. Okay, there we go. <laughs> that was me? Yeah. <laughs> See, did you just like... go, did you just experience a time loop? <laughs> uh, it was a time freeze. Everybody just froze. and then <sighs> So sad. <laughs> Welcome to another wacky week of Akira Minute. So. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Dave. You tell them what you knew about it. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. So was um, it, wait, I'm sorry. So is this, was this like the, a VHS, like an order form for the VHS or... Oh yeah, running a oh, theater, yeah. and it was an order form for the, the film <laughs> no. canisters. Uh, it, it either came in some other piece of streamlined media, or it may have actually come to me through uh, Palladium Books because I was like pre-ordering all of the role-playing books for Robotech oh, okay. at the time, and okay. they were they were heavily into working with Streamline at one point. Okay, so you were like yeah. already an anime fan at this point. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I think I was hunting it actively starting in 82. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Old school. Japanimation maniac. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Didn't even know what it was. I was just looking for those stupid uh, uh, Just for Kids videos where they'd taken whatever they could find and butchered it and shoved it on a VHS. (laughs) Super long play. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And and, I don't know. Todd and I sort of discovered robotech i think was probably our our intro to uh most anime uh so we sort of discovered it independently but um then when we got together over the summers because we're cousins by the way i should i don't know if we mentioned that here but when we would get together over the summers and compare notes and he, he despite the fact that he lived in a, a little more of a rural area it seemed to have a better inside line on the news of stuff than i did even though i might have more access to it i just didn't know i had more access to it because i didn't know what i was looking for so I know I had seen the image, like the cover poster of, you know, uh, Canada staring, staring, standing there with the, the gun and the, the right. dome in the background. And, right. um, I am pretty sure I had seen the epic comics adaptations of it and came out in the, I don't know how many parts, the thinner comics, not the, not the big collections, yeah. but, and, uh, I had seen them in black and white and then they released a colored version of them later. Um, and that image with the the black dome was just sort of burned into my brain. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I had seen the comics before I had seen the movie, but I'm fairly certain the movie, the first viewing was with Todd. So yeah, probably one of your pre-ordered two-year-old uh, VHS tapes. So. 
Yeah, I think I had to hand deliver it to you. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> yeah, I had to wait for the summer to after to get it to you. Is that why you ordered two? One for David? Yes, yes. Yeah. I oh. didn't need two for myself. I what mean, good, I was too a, young. What a, what a, I didn't what know a, anything what, about that. One for the air-conditioned archive. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yes, sealed in a polyurethane bag. <laughs> and the uh, unused uh, missile silo in the field. Yeah. <laughs> right, with with the collection of uh, mint and box VHS players for, you know, <laughs> Doomsday. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why you picked the beta copies, but that's what we had. So. <laughs> Didn't know Laserdisc was right around the corner. <laughs> that's right. Not a clue. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So you guys have uh, you've been you've been in this fight since you were six years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you give me too much credit. I was eight. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, dive in. This is always the most awkward transition. Let's dive into these, uh, these <laughs> the sewer sewage. waters. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I literally, even though I watched this minute like five times this morning, just now I literally, for the first time, noticed that the the gun Kaneda picks up has a severed hand attached to the trigger. Oh, wow. I just noticed that too. And that's not even Kaneda. That's K. Was that K? Yeah. Yeah. It's K. K. And okay, that's actually so. my first note is that it's very difficult to tell Kate and Canada apart here because it is. Some, some of the scenes, they're wearing yeah. the same colored outfit. Yes, they're wearing. They have essentially the same haircut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does that mean Canada's just really pretty? <laughs> yeah, he is. Pretty. Yeah. He's kind of a He's pretty, a pretty boy. boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have the rugged jaw of Ryu or the uh, right the other Ryu. Ryu too. Ryu too. That's the Ryu and Ryu too. It's like Pokemon. Ryu right. and Ryu too. Yeah, I, I got that the first time because, you know, that was always one of my questions. Who is this guy? Right. Because he, he's never named. Uh, in my notes, uh, I call him Screaming Handgun Guy. <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me that's not Ryu? No. No. Huh, Otherwise, no. Ryu is he is basically Quicksilver, so he leaves after images of himself. So he's next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, our theory is that uh, he's a Cylon. That's one yeah. of the Cylon uh, models that they have. Is it gotcha. Right. And the Colonel is an earlier model of them, too, because he also looks very similar. <laughs> sure. Oh. I can see you just shave Ryu's head the right way and you'd get the same dude. Right. Yeah. That The hair is the only difference between you and this dude. Like, gotcha. He has a mullet. And when he first appears in the movie, he's wearing a hat where you don't see his hair either. So it's very confusing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And then putting them all in, in the same outfit. You know, that yeah. just doesn't help anything. So It's not fair. <laughs> In a dark sewer. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the your note about the arm is true for me too. I, I, I don't, I know I knew that arm was there because it wasn't a surprise when I saw it, um, when I rewatched this several times, but it was definitely like three or four times I watched it and I didn't notice it. And I was like, oh yeah, that arm, like it just mm, like right. came back to me. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I just noticed yeah. I had never noticed it until you pointed yeah. it out and I'm right. I'm Mr. Uh, severed, uh, severed yeah, body yeah. parts guy. Yes. <laughs> For reasons unrelated to this podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the severed arm is one of the few things that stuck with me from my initial viewing from when I was a kid. Hmm. So that's weird. So what, yeah. but what cut the yeah. hand off? Did this guy, uh, well, the he guy was gripping the, the gun fairly tightly and then he got mowed down by a Gatling gun. So he just kind of okay. came apart. It's a bullet yeah. severed. Arm. Oh, this right. is cancer man's gun. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I guess that's his hand. Yeah. Shit. Poor guy. 
And the Kay's pretty calm and collected for, you know, A, fishing a gun out of the sewer, sewage, and then B, there being a severed arm attached to it when you do pull it up. Of her friend. I get the feeling that she's (laughs) doing a bit here. (laughs) <laughs> because because yeah, a little it's just bit like carrot tops like prop comedy yeah. or <laughs> well a, a few seconds later we'll see the exact same shot and she's in the exact same place and she yeah we'll get there in a second but it's like a, a running gag she's pulling here this is the first one <laughs> yeah true she, and and at that point what a maroon <laughs> <laughs> that point she's just looking for the gun like she's lost it and she seems yeah, more upset she, by the fact that she lost the gun than that she found a severed arm. So, But she checks her hands. She does one yeah. of those looking into her hands like, why is it not here? Um, so this is a question I have that I often have when I'm watching movies. Like, uh, you know, Last night I just happened to watch No Country for Old Men. And, and an example of this very thing came up, which is using a gun after it's been submerged in water. Does that work? It always seems like that would not work to me. It when does work, all, yeah. It does work? Yes. Doesn't all the gunpowder get wet or anything? You know? uh, no, it's all sealed up in there. I mean, if you left the bullet underwater for long enough, it would work its way in and foul it up. But just a brief dousing, no big deal. Probably more worried about the mechanics of the gun getting flooded and debris in it than, than you would be about the, the bullets getting wet. Yeah. It is sewage after all. It is sewage. Yeah. Notice I said debris very uh, politically <laughs> correct. <laughs> Human debris. Yes. Oof. Yeah, we um, see. Are those uh, bubbles or are those pieces of <clears throat> debris? Don't don't floating. <laughs> yeah, they do have a strange reddish brown tint to them. So I yeah, mm. no thanks. <laughs> you guys, glad you're here for this. <laughs> yeah, the best minute ever. <laughs> yeah, no, you asked for it. You get it. It's all. This is sewage minutes at the podcast run. This is like Kay has. <laughs> Has very bad luck in sewers. Like, I imagine she's probably going to have trouble just going into bathrooms yeah. from here on out. Associated with violence and carnage. Yeah. Little little toilet PTSD. Right. Yeah. Because she did ice her first dude in a sewer earlier in the movie as well. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Canada gets her uh, package of poo-pourri on their anniversary every year. <laughs> Good one. Oh, boy. That does sound like something he'd do. <laughs> kind of does, yeah. <laughs> what a card. He gets away with it because he's such a pretty boy, though. Yeah. <laughs> he's so charming. So I'm watching these minutes this week. We see two hover Dudes. bikes crash yes. in these sewers. Mm-hmm. So either like these guys are not trained very well, or these hover bikes are just not that great for patrolling these sewers. Yeah, I think they're just not very safe. <laughs> <laughs> they don't seem safe, but yeah. also, what are these guys doing normally? Are they just like flying around, seeing like no one's in the sewers today? <laughs> I get the feeling that they they don't really patrol with them so much, at least in the in these corridors and the tunnels, because they've they've got the larger central area that the you know doesn't have anywhere near the tight spaces. I think that's where they normally are. You know, just for safety. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean these. Definitely aren't like maintenance vehicles because they've got giant Gatling guns attached to the front of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, they, they don't seem especially suited for the tight quarters of a cable run tunnel. So Yeah, it's a real wide like turnaround that they need. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they're not, they don't seem like they can come to a, a stop very quickly. And you can't just like this guy hover and maybe you can hover and, and shoot at somebody, but it doesn't seem like that's what these guys are doing. They're just like, <laughs> trying to do strafing runs. And yeah, uh, you know, blasting through as fast as they can go, I'm sure. I want to see, uh, I want to hear uh, Brad Pitt give them advice, you know, from Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the number one thing about fighting in a sewer is you're fighting in a sewer. <laughs> <laughs> well and they don't seem particularly well armored either right because it's just a couple shots from what looks like a nine millimeter ish submachine gun it seems to to take that one guy well you know it, it at least knocks him off course enough that he runs into the side of the wall so it, it yeah yeah i think it just jacks up his electronics enough to where he can't steer as he just starts a slow drift into the wall he can't get yeah. away from yeah yeah this um reminds me so much of like a you know, like an X-Wing crashing in the trench run. Like, the yeah. way he wipes out, it just, it's like uh, when Porkins goes down. Yeah. It's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. No, oh, I'm all right. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, like, you watch this in slow motion. Like, the dude is in agony as this thing is exploding. Yeah, it's, pretty, yeah. it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. So from that angle, I'm getting, I can't see it for sure, but the way that he ends up getting arched back... I feel mm-hmm. that they're wearing like a safety tether to their belt, like mm, it's, you know, hooks to the front. So that's why he's he's like falling back, but he doesn't fall off, off. to where he might survive. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. But he probably I, guess... is... I think Kay actually shot him. Yeah. Yeah. He probably is dragging his shoulder and skull across the top of the, or the side of the tunnel though, at high speed. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do have that sort of roll bar behind the pilot too that maybe that's what's keeping him in i don't know oh yeah Other guys do fall off though so yeah <laughs> well, maybe he's used the straps and the other guys didn't could be could be like hey we found people down here in tunnel 108 or whatever it was and uh everybody just hops in their hover bike real quick doesn't do the full safety inspection and then this is right. what happens yeah they do sound like stormtroopers that way <laughs> yeah i do really like the shot of the, well, I guess this is the is this the second one, well, the, the second one in this minute that comes down from the larger tunnel, um, and yeah, just the light yes. descends in and that sound effect keys that, yeah, 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 yeah. That that's iconic to me for for this moment. You know, we we hear that sound over and over again, so it's not not over and over again, but a few times uh, in the next few minutes. So it's not necessarily meant to indicate. You know, when a light shines down a tunnel, you get the sound effect, you know, but it's um, it, it's a it's a memorable shot for me. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like the yeah, the way they show the light on the sides of the walls as it mm. like hovers up and down. That's real cool. Yeah, for sure. What do you think that sound is? Why does it make that sound? I mean, it, it I think it's part of the music, honestly. I think it's part of the musical sting. But um, I mean, I, maybe it's. Some sort of electronic hover engine noise or something. I don't. I don't really know. But yeah, yeah. It yeah, might have something Dopplering in because yeah, of the. Yeah. It, it's passing the edge of the tunnel and then passing in. So it's that's, like you know. That's kind of what I thought. I didn't register as music part of the music to me. Hmm. It's not on the soundtrack, so it can't. Ah, oh, it's okay. hot. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, there's the definitive answer. <laughs> yeah, we get uh, we get another engine sound from another hovering vehicle later this week which we didn't get the first time we saw it 
but we'll get there. Oh, it's yes. Teaser. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the other thing about this shot is we get like the first of these expanding halos, like yeah. these ribbons of light, uh, like that. Mm. Like this circle that comes, that kind of emanates out of the headlight. We get that like two or three more times. I don't know if that's like an actual physical, like a, an actual <laughs> physical, visual effect that would happen, but it's it's dope. <laughs> it it might have something to do with uh, the tunnel because it may just be the the edge glare of the light off the the tunnel itself, and that's why it stays in a ring shape. Okay, I'll buy it. <laughs> Yeah, sort of a lens <laughs> yeah. flary, maybe something. Yeah, it does look dope, though. I will. Yeah, <laughs> I'll second that. It's, it's the Abrams cut. Yes, right. <laughs> exactly. that's right. Yeah, there's a couple other visual things I really like from this minute. Uh, well, I mean, it, it's actually going to come up several times in the next few minutes, but it happens a lot during the whole movie as well. Where there's, you know, with with both, well, water, fire, and smoke all sort of have this mm. at various points solid feel to them and here in the in the sewer you can have that with the water because it's sort of sludgy right so that's probably why it's not uh translucent but then when the um, speeder bike or whatever we're calling it crashes the the fire and the smoke are very solid and i'm thinking back to some of the protest scenes where the where the smoke grenades are launched and you get what almost looks like an expanding foam instead of smoke and i think sumptuous billowing smoke (laughs) Yeah. yeah I love but it then, so much. But then there are other times, you know, where the smoke is less thick and and you can kind of see through it. But visually, that foamy, sumptuous, if you will, smoke uh, will. is 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 a uh, <laughs> is a it's sort of a a visual style I associate a lot with this movie. Like the, this this movie is a lot about visuals oh, to yeah. me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and it may be because I, you know, f- my first encounters were that that bitchin poster and uh, and the comics. But yeah, it's it's this is a very it's just a lush movie, and I I, I remember a lot of the uh, every time I watch it, so I'm surprised by elements of the plot, but I remember all the visuals. You know, so it's it's, uh, <laughs> right. it's, it's yeah. like what what the hell's happening here? But right. but but it's like I remember what that looked like, but I didn't remember what was going on. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's. It's definitely a visual feast. Just, yeah. uh, you know, particular moments where they're like, uh, or as the, we see the bike kind of from behind as it's careening down this tunnel, you know, it'd be much simpler to just show it from a side angle. Yeah. Just have the wall going by like that. But the work that goes into animating a tunnel from, you know, a behind perspective as it's going past you at high speeds is a lot of work and it looks fantastic. So yeah. a lot like last week when the the camera was zooming through the hospital corridors, mm. it's like that's a tremendous amount of work to animate that. Right yeah. for very short pieces of time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I'm partial to the uh, the lights leaving trails effect that you see throughout the movie, and you oh, get yeah. a little, you get a, an almost unnoticeable one here when the the first bike kind of does a like a drifting turn to come back at them after a making ne- its first pass and a you see the headlight is drift mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and its bit headlight is facing into the camera as it's doing that and it's down at the bottom end of the edge of the yeah, frame right. it's you know really just the bottom 10% of the frame but it, it's literally a solid bar of light because yeah. it's just slewing that much it's awesome love it gorgeous it's a, the it's the most gorgeous sewer I've ever seen represented on film. Oh yeah, easily. 
top tier sewer. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, uh, you see, saw this in some of the the earlier um, shots of this scene. I think we've, we're coming back to it, but I mean, you mentioned the weight of the water. This scene is a really good depiction of how much weight water it actually does have, and you can see mm-hmm. it pushing the characters around. It's kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, a reminder when you watch like the Weather Channel during a hurricane, <laughs> explain yeah. how dangerous flooding is, and it's not just a yeah. few inches; it's a few inches plus. You know, it's a third dimension there of like several hundred <laughs> feet behind those two inches mm-hmm. that can push you, and you can really see right. it in this in this scene. Well, and just making the scene where the crashing speeder bike makes contact with the water, and it just totally upsets it. Right, it flips it upside down and spins it around out of control just you know it 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 it's heavy it's heavy man like uh like what's his name in that movie you know what i'm talking about oh that guy yeah neil or no from the young ones no <laughs> back to the future from uh the, everything the gravity of okay. the gravity oh. of earth yeah yeah that was something something affected the girl's gravitational pull great scott we also uh, see uh Kaneda's athleticism on like full mm. display here and bravery, right. yeah, and bravery. Because yeah, once he realizes that uh, that K can't find the gun, you, you notice he hasn't paused in the slightest. He just right onto his feet and off on a run. Yep, so, jumping onto a moving vehicle. Yeah. But it's not the first time, so no. we, we know that this could be possible. <laughs> That's his signature move. <laughs> it's jumping on other people's bikes. <laughs> yeah, this is. I mean, this is definitely all set up in. The very early scenes, and well, and a couple other scenes in this movie to to show you that Kaneda has the transferable skills to be a, an insurrectionist spy, right? So, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So put that on your resume. And, That's uh, right. Yes. No, I mean, he's he's clearly shown that this, this is... It's among its core competencies, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's jumping onto other uh, moving vehicles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He didn't realize he's been training for it all his life. That's right. He just thought it was fun. Yeah, this is the less fun version, right? He makes it look fun, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a cool guy. Yeah, and so you mentioned the soundtrack. This is where we get uh, Exodus from the Underground Fortress. Underground Fortress, because... yes. It's a great... It's... You guys, uh, you ever partake partaken in the soundtrack? No, I used but... to own a CD for it, but I'm not sure where that went. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say you guys are gonna make me buy it before uh, before too long. It's it wouldn't it, it won't take much to get me to to buy it. But you know, someone mentioning it and saying it's cool will probably do it. But oh, it's great! Uh, yeah, it's fantastic, yeah. actually. The, yeah, the, yeah. This uh, this track, this is pretty much we get to hear it almost in its entirety, which is a rarity for the songs on the soundtrack, which is which are just often kind of cut and pasted around the whole movie. This is the whole thing, and it's kind of like. It appears in the middle of the soundtrack, but it is like it's really the third piece of like a trilogy of songs, hmm. which is starts with the first two you hear at the beginning of the movie. So it's like Canada's theme, which is what you hear when they're all getting on their motorcycles to do misdeeds, <laughs> bust some heads, and um, then when the clowns come in, it's still the same song, but it's now that's battle against clown. And this is like the third part of it. And all throughout, they have like this, that gamelan instrument running through it. So they all have a similar instrumentation. But this is like, it's also probably the most conventional 
song in the whole soundtrack, which is not True. saying, not saying it's like, that's not a knock on it. It's just, it's the thing you must think sounds like, yeah, this sounds like a normal song. You know, it's got guitars yeah. and everything it's, in it. It's got more of a groove to it. You know, yeah. you can actually have a battle scene to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's still, the, the gamelan gives it that like kind of otherworldly quality to it you know like indonesian malaysia being other worlds they're not part of this planet so <laughs> i was about to use the same word you you said otherworldly but yeah you know i don't consider them different parts of the universe they're, they're all here right <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's just say it's not western music then yes and that's yeah. good for me I, I like a lot of different kinds of music to you know kind of keep me interested in this he movie likes, yeah he likes both kinds both Country kinds. And Western. Country. No, I like oh. neither of those kinds. Oh, okay. You know, I like all the... kinds of music except for hip hop and country. Well, there, there's some some uh, exceptions to anything I say. So, <laughs> I worked in a music store. You don't know how many times I heard that phrase from customers. And oh yeah. Generally, what that means is like I like all the songs on the top forty chart. <laughs> I like all the white people music. <laughs> right. Well, not all of it, apparently, but yeah. No, not all of it. <laughs> not those white people. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a wonderful song, beautiful song. It's exciting, gets you pumped up, and gets you ready to dive into the sewers. Hell yeah, bro! <laughs> and uh, it, it it continues like all tomorrow on, like the whole minute, I think. So you really do hear the entire thing in the movie. Exodus from the underground fortress. Is that what we're calling this? The Underground Fortress? That's what it's called on the CD. That's the name of the track. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure that we're quite high in the air at this point, though. Well, it is the, like we said, it's the best sewer, so it might as well be a sewer fortress. Yeah, it does feel (laughs) that way. But then when you call it that, it makes me think, does this belong in, in you know, like an old samurai film or something? (laughs) (laughs) It is a hidden fortress as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, true. Yeah, it's a it's a temple to human debris. There's a there's a joke about wipes in here too somewhere. <laughs> Star wipes. Yeah, it's an action packed minute. It's gorgeous. Looks great. All the action is very exciting stuff, and it's fun to go through minute by minute because you actually like really get a good feel for what's going on. Which when you're just casually watching a movie, sometimes. The exact, you know, sequence of events gets kind of lost on you. Yeah, yeah. and the, the blocking is is a thing that it can be it can be fun, and when you're depending on what movie you're you're examining, this one everything is, as far as I can tell, perfectly accurate. They may move the cameras around, and you might get confused, but they weren't confused when they yeah. were animating it. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what I find impressive is like it's a cartoon, so none of it is real, but the like. It's all physically mapped out, like, 100% accurately, and they move the camera around as if it's a camera in a real set. Right. My example from this minute is uh, I was getting confused about why that explosion was chasing Canada along the walkway after he climbed halfway up the tunnel. And then I realized, oh, that was the first one, and he actually made a strafing run without firing. He didn't fire the first time. He was checking. And then he... He makes his his Tokyo Neo Tokyo drift, and he's coming back the other way when he gets you know shot down and then rubs up against the wall by Canada. So, did I just say Canada? Yeah, Canada. <laughs> Canada. Yeah, I know they scream it enough. 
Good stuff. Yeah, yep. all the detail. I'm I'm just looking at the shells falling yeah. off of the Gatling gun. <laughs> I got like a minute, a second 21. Yeah, crazy detail. Man, it's always so exciting when a Gatling gun starts spinning. Oh, yeah. So this is the bare minimum to be able to consider a Gatling gun, right? I mean, you can't do it with two barrels. You have to have right. at least three, right? <laughs> right. right. This is the bare bones because it's all fit on this tiny little thing. Yeah. You gotta, you get your, they got to think about weight on these hover bikes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. But if you want to get your Gatling Foundation certification for that gun, you've got to have at least three. So. <laughs> all right. Mr. Solved. Anything else for this minute? I think the shells were my last note, and we, we covered it, so... Yep. Right. Yeah, and just the wind from that explosion, the way it's um, blowing Canada's shirt back and mm. forth is awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. And lifting it up out, yeah. you know. I thought he had that tucked in earlier, so that's that's a pretty good blast. <laughs> I guess when, yeah, I guess when your shirt's uh, filling with debris, you want to have it untucked to let it He's still got it out. tucked, but it's just billowing <laughs> out, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's dope. <laughs> Today's keyword, dope. Dope. Nope. <laughs> well, uh, Todd, David, you guys think you can uh, come back tomorrow, do it all over again? I know you guys like repeating things over and over again. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. All so right, you want to well, do 56 again, or is that... <laughs> well, we'll talk about 57. We can still talk about gunfights and sewers all okay. over again <laughs> tomorrow. All right. Perfect. Excellent. Well, thanks a lot, guys, and... Uh, Listeners, stay tuned for another fantastic episode of Akira. Akira Menendez. Curtis. <laughs> <laughs>